welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only show where if, in a hypothetical universe, the first rule of Fight Club was not to funk, we'd be fine, as long as the second rule was not to monk. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? <clears throat> Hi, hey, Jake. Um, <clears throat> I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I feel good about that intro, um, you know, but we're not here to talk about intros. Or outros, yeah. even for that matter. Talk about uh, you, I mean, you did a little singing last time, but a little private eyes. Yeah, watching you. They see, yeah, no, it, um, Mr. Monk, private eye. Uh, yeah. Very uh, limp noodle of a title, but nonetheless mm-hmm. describes exactly what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Our man's going into the PI business, mm-hmm. and we don't mean pass interference. No, and he's only half a man, so he's not going into the PIMP business. No, he's not. Although I would argue that a real man—you could be would a woman pimp, or you could I be would, a woman, or oh, that too. Yeah, I, you know, I would say that uh, pimping is not necessarily a good thing to do. Um, on right. Um, yeah, maybe pimping a home run is is cool. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's definitely something that like you have to recalibrate in your mind because when you're young, I don't know about you, when I was young, it's like, oh man, being a pimp, like that's like a cool thing, <laughs> like just a yeah. term to say. And then you actually think about what it is, and like I think about like you know how I'm become a feminist yeah, I've seen type the deuce, and it's like, oh, that's gross. Like you should not do that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, no, but he's just a PI, and uh, you know, we, let's just jump right into the episode. I mean, well, how, what do you think about it? Uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I would yeah. add to an, a level of dynamism. Uh, it's like um, is that the main the bad guy in this is a real dickhead. Like oh certified. yeah, great stuff. So. Great performance by this guy. I believe the actor's name is Frederick Weller. Um, who he's, he's just no no relation no relation to uh, um, Peter Weller. I actually was gonna say on the Amazon X-ray trivia because you know if you saw Peter Weller directed this episode. Correct. Yes, and he's his cousin. And he played fucking Stoudemire yeah. in an episode not too long ago. Yeah. So it's actually his cousin. It's uh, so. Yeah. No shit. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. his cousin. Um, Shouts to nepotism. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Frederick Weiler, he, I know him mostly as. I remember he was on the show uh, In Plain Sight for a while, which I didn't really watch, but that was the show. I don't know. If, do you remember that one, the USA Network show? The one with Molly McKnight? Nope, or Mary something? McCormick. Mary McCormick. Mary McCormick. Yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, and then he also. Tell I, me, Molly McKnight is not like a porn star. I'm gonna be so embarrassed. I mean, I I don't have a encyclopedic knowledge of that. Um, okay. But also, he played the the very racist cop in Black Klansman, which he was definitely too good at. Um. Anyway. Oh, uh, you're gonna have to be more specific. They were all pretty bad. No, no, no. That's why I said very. Like the the one who I think ended up like trying to like fight him. I don't remember. I I saw the movie like four years ago. Anyway, okay. So we start off with him. On, he's on a boat. He's on a boat. Everybody yeah. look at him. He's sailing on a boat. I um, made the same joke on mine. Yeah, and uh, he's with his his mistress, Anna, who she's got some bad news for him. Yeah, uh, you know, they think that they're... Cel- well, first of all, they're celebrating his birthday. That comes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, happy birthday to Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, but not so happy birthday to their relationship because she's calling it quits. She's, she's going out. back to Eric. Yeah, she's going back to Eric. So, mm-hmm. this isn't a fair. This isn't like a real... Or, I mean, it could be a real thing. I mean, it's suppose, it's, but... it's it's real. Th- it, I'll say this. His reaction would suggest that he felt like it was real. I Correct. Mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, he's a rather good-looking guy. Like, I'm sure mm. he wouldn't have any he's trouble. He's a doctor. He seems to be, he's a doctor. He's rich. Um, he has a bu- but, yeah. But let's just say he fell overboard when he met Anna. Yes. 
and he basically he says the thing where the, if anyone ever says this to you you run i know you're on a boat but you jump off yeah. the boat if someone ever says so you haven't told anyone no one knows that you're doing this <laughs> literally no one mm-hmm. and Your favorite he, uh, format. he takes a big champagne bottle hits her over the head and she's dead and then he natalie woods her um which uh you know okay allegedly she fell off that boat oh, whatever let's pretend like okay you know who I don't know, do you have any again? opinion on that? Oh, Who was it again? Natalie Wood um, was an actress. No, 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 I know Natalie Wood. Who was it? Um, her it husband. was, uh, I believe it was um, Robert Wagner, who is... Uh, Correct. Um, and Christopher Walken was also on the boat, which is something that no one likes yes. to talk about. Um, yes. But yeah, Robert Wagner, I'm just guessing. Like, okay, I'm just trying to think. Normally, I joke a lot about how slander and libel laws are really hard so like i can say whatever i want i don't th- i actually think i would be in trouble if i were to say if if i were to say he definitely did that shit rob Riker definitely killed her so i'll just say allegedly i'll, I'll allege yes. that but anyway so yes. he he makes like robert wagner throws her off the boat um and uh yeah she's dead um and then theme song yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, I, so yeah, we basically just cut into Sorry, uh, I, Natalie. I thought you, yeah, I thought you were gonna say something, but so Natalie. No, I thought for mom. some reason, I thought for some reason we missed something like about this, but no, it doesn't. It no, goes it's all pretty it. simple. It's, I mean, yeah. uh, it, it is funny to think about and going back to what Andy Breckman said when we interviewed him about how there's always a mistress to be murdered. That is just, it's always, <laughs> it's. And uh, yeah, in this case, uh, the miss, the miss, is it still a mistress if it's a guy? No, it actually isn't. I actually don't know what it is. Um. But anyway, it's still, this, the point still stands. Someone's always willing to kill the person that they're having an illicit affair with. Correct. Yes. So, we come to Natalie. She's entering Monk's apartment as Monk is making lunch. Um, he's having a lot of trouble getting the bread perfectly uh, symmetrical. Um, but she has a story about her grandpa Neville. Um, and who was her grandpa Neville? Who was this chap? Uh, yeah, so I think he was the founder of said toothpaste company that her family is the heir. Yeah, Davenport Toothpaste Company. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she seems to take a lot of... uh, She seems to hold him in high regard. Uh, So much so that she basically blathers on about him, like, all the time. Yeah. But, what, he was was American, right? He wasn't British or anything? No, he was British. Okay, he was British. Yeah. Oh, right. He started it, yes. He started it in England, which was, like, the, the... Optimism. She makes a joke like that, you know, it was so hard. She he made a toothpaste company differently, which like England, I, if I remember correctly, doesn't have any worse dental hygiene than America does. I don't think. If I, I statistically, because also it's it's not like America, like yeah, m- other areas in America where everyone has good, really good teeth, but like no disrespect, but I take you some places down south, no stereotyping, but like I mean, people have bad teeth are in here, you know. Yeah, no, you're right, and there's uh, a lot of British people in the U.S. as well. Yeah, and also, and also like, most British people have good teeth, you know. It's just a couple. Uh, I'm, I think it probably was just that there are probably more famous people who are British who have bad teeth, whereas most famous people in America have good teeth. And I don't know. I don't know where that. I think that could started. be it. I think that's right. I think that's good. I don't know if that where that stereotype started, but it's definitely just not true. And once again, like there are so many places in America where just people like have the worst teeth. They have like three teeth. It's it's a problem. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, she, the, her, the moral of the story about Grandpa Neville is that he basically, halfway through his life, dropped everything and started a toothpaste company. And Natalie is spur, spurring Monk on to do the same thing, but to become a private investigator. Um, yeah, she takes quite a few dramatic steps. Uh, one, she has cards made out, which I guess are 82 cents a, a piece. That's the 85 price. cents. 
85 cents. I've thought about um, making my own business cards, but, you know, it just feels like, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I have would business just get cards. To do. What? I have business cards. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Just business cards. Um, I never give them out, though. I know. It's Why like would literally you? a box. It's like a box right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and she's like, you know, you can't be afraid to take risks. And he, of course, points out that he is. It's number six on his list of things he's afraid of. Um, <laughs> Which, fair. And she points out, well, she says a phrase that apparently Grandpa Neville always used to say, leap and a net will appear. Um, definitely not good advice for a lot of people. Uh, and definitely not what you need to hear at this portion of the episode because it's coming. Yeah, you also know, like, damn well, that the the moment she says that, you know that the episode's going to end with him taking a risk. And then, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she also bought out ads, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's, like, yes. dead serious. Like, uh, and she, she bought really an office. Not into idea. She bought office yeah. space. And I don't mean the DVD yeah. in a Walmart bin. Um Right, or at a gas station in fucking Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, there's also, there's no way they have office space in a gas station in Mississippi. That's just, no, I, I don't know why, but, like, I feel like whatever, <laughs> whatever the energy of office space is is, like, antithetical to So what pizza. would be, like, <laughs> straw dogs or something? Honestly, not not a bad choice. Uh, Deliverance, maybe. Uh, I was going to say Deliverance next, but that's... Um, what else? What other movies? Um, Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Uh, oh boy. Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yes. Um, but two, you just named two movies. We just named two movies I have seen. Haven't seen Straw Dogs, but I have seen both Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, and Paul Blart Mall Cop. Neither is good. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, Paul Blart is much better, obviously, as you might imagine. But, uh, <laughs> um, I never thought I'd hear the words Paul Blart is much better. <laughs> a, a, but, it, a, a, does it sound, I, mean, I feel like it makes sense, though. You would think. If someone yeah, goes your head and asks you what movie is better, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, or Paul Bart Mall Cop. Um, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> God. They, I cannot believe I saw Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. That was always like 10. Anyway. Um, so, they go to the office, and Monk... It's pretty nice. And, yeah, it's a, it's a nice office. And Monk asked, where do you, how do you pay for it? And she basically said that I used the bonus that you got on the Kingsington taste or whatever. And Monk's like, we didn't get a bonus. And she said, yeah, because I used it right for this office. Which Monk points out correctly that that's embezzlement. Is embezzlement. She embezzled. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she embezzled, I mean, to like no real benefit to just her, to be fair, but still. No, like, she embezzled and she technically and reinvested the money in Monk. But yes. still, it's still embezzlement. <laughs> Yes. Could you make the case that it's not because it's not for, like, gain? I think that because I think it – I imagine that she – unless Monk has an LLC that she put the money into, she would probably have had to take the money and at some point put it into her own account, and then she spent it. So, like, the crime Ooh, is the fact that she okay, put it in yeah. – she took it, you know? Yeah. It, it's it, – but if Monk has an LLC, I think that you could make the argument maybe she didn't, but I don't know if he does. Um, Come for Monk uh, episode recaps and stay for the descriptions of LLC and embezzlement. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm t- mostly talking out of my ass, but I feel like, at least in the spirit of the law, um, if she, yeah, I, I don't think it matters. It, I, I think if you embezzle, it doesn't matter what you spend the money on. Um, anyway, yeah. Natalie's like, yeah, just give it a few months. And Monk, of course, does want to give it a few months. He's never wanted to give anything in his life a few months. Yeah, no, of course not. Um, yeah, you, she just sprung it on him in like one day, so he's he's right to feel the way. I would that say he that feels. the thing I the, my biggest problem with this episode is that, and I think if this show was a different show, like I, 
I think if the show came out now, just based on the way that we tell stories and TVs, that I wish that we saw whatever reason why Natalie just had this bright idea. I wish that there was like at the end where you find that something happened in her life that made her want to do this, you know? Right, like not just like a situation, like a sitcom kind of uh, mm-hmm. construct. Exactly, where like maybe it was Grandpa Neville's like, it would have been his 100th birthday or something like that, she was thinking about him. Something simple. Mm. Um, you know, uh, if you want, uh, you can email me, uh, I mean, you can DM me at the Jake, at the Jake Christie on Twitter if you want a writing sample. I'm free to write television for anyone. Uh, you know, those, this problem. Or, or just to ask for Disney Plus logins. I, you absolutely cannot have my Disney Plus login. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, all, mostly because it's not mine. It's my parents, and I don't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> I, so I, I, that's rude. Like you know. Yeah. yeah par- no, I, 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 this wasn't even meant to be expounded upon. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so Stott is online dating. He's on a website called MakeADate.com, which I like because I feel like in so many movies and TV shows, the name of dating sites sounds so fake. Whereas makeadate.com feels like it could have been a thing in 2005, you know? I mean, to be fair, like, Coffee Meets Bagel sounds like a fake website. That's true. Um, I do like the one in Parks and Rec where it's a Hoosier match. Um, oh, God. Kind of... Yeah. Okay. That show did not age well for me. I like Parks and Rec still. Yeah. Um, that episode, I don't think, is that the episode that that happens in. It's not a great episode, but still. Anyway. Um, Stott, of course, when Randy comes in is uh he's embarrassed he covers his computer up um and this is where we learn that there's a missing teacher named anna who is of course the person that we saw die and right. uh they suspect it might be her husband because the marriage has been on the rocks yeah um <laughs> it's just like of course this is gonna happen um but like that, that's basically all we we learn about this mm-hmm. thing right before yeah. we get into like yep. the fact that the girl that um, Sodomar was looking at. One of the girls. T- no, one not, of the girls that he's not been... the one you. Not, it's actually not the one you see him in this scene. It's he's the one he okay. has been talking to. Was. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's uh, Disher's cousin. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Sexy in Sonoma. Sexy in Sonoma. Man, I love that. I love that's that. great stuff. Um, and she, I guess she reveals to Disher that uh, that Sodomar is a huge fan of bossa nova music. Yeah, which honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. He's too embarrassed about that. Like, yeah. that's, that's actually not that bad of a thing to be into. Um, What's worse, that or Ron being uh, Duke Swanson? Or you Duke, mean what? Ron, being, uh, Ron Swanson being Duke Silver? Probably Duke Ron Silver. Swanson being Duke Silver, given the fact that that's a completely separate identity. Um, this is Parks and Rec, guys, by that that he's referring to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but I also don't think they're comparable. If it's like, what's worse, being a fan of, fan of Boston over or being a fan of, like, I don't know, like K-pop? Not that there's anything wrong with being a fan of K-pop, but if you're a star, if Stalmar was a fan of K-pop, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so we cut back to the private eye office, and a good we got a classic montage of Monk just being bored. Um, he sharpened a pencil a lot, you know. Yeah, Natalie's falling asleep at the desk. Mm. Um, but ring, 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 first phone call. Yes, and Natalie picks it up. Apparently, someone's been kidnapped, and they know who did it. Right. And it was Natalie Teeger, because apparently she's kidnapped uh, Monk's sanity or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Monk is mad. He wants to dig Grandpa Neville, because they have a photo of Grandpa Neville hung up in the office. He wants to dig him up and poke him with a stick. And in walks a very powerful lady. You can just tell by her, her essence. Linda Fusco is like, who's Grandpa Neville, and why do we want to poke him with a stick? 
Um, and because uh, she's apparently the best realtor this side of the of the Mississippi River. Okay, just the best realtor in Northern California, I think is what they say. Correct. Uh, the best realtor in Northern California gets a new Buick every year, which is like the most washed thing you can possibly do in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. It's like her and Tiger Woods are the only two people who get a new Buick every year. Wait, do they still make Buicks? I uh, do. They still make Buicks. Buick. I think they do. Um, yeah, they still they, they still make them. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get a Buick for my next car. I oh, whenever I think of Buick, I always think about on Inside the NBA when Chuck Barkley once said, "Because you know, Shaq does Buick ads." It's like I just know damn well they don't fit no big ass in the Buick. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, and anyway, so. Uh, Fusco. Yeah, Linda Fusco. She takes they she takes them down to her Buick, and there's the scene of the crime. And what horrible crime has been done upon to her? Someone put a dent in her car. The we're officially starting the case of the dented fender. Mm-hmm. And they left her a note, and it said it's honestly it is truly despicable. What does the note say? It says go to Nell. Are you sure about that? I mean, uh, that's what that letter looks like. Oh, it does. It does definitely look like it does look like an N. But it, obviously, it's supposed to be go to hell. But it says go to Nell. Um, yeah, someone needed a new a new dip on their ink. Yes. Well, and Fusco offers that if they don't get anyone, then they get zero dollars. But if they catch him, they get three thousand dollars. Which for a fender bender, uh, yeah, it's not bad. And on top of bad. that, the the office uh, rent is thirty two hundred a month, so you almost got rent right there. Yeah, that's uh, that feels like that that's expensive. Obviously, it's San Francisco, but oof, dude, I, mean, I don't think the price is definitely caught up. The price uh, is definitely caught up. Yeah, yeah, it de- but definitely like looking at that, you realize that they don't need an office that big. Like that's just it's unnecessarily big. Also, like the open floor plan, they don't need that. Yeah, but those little barriers are sick. Oh, they are sick. I like the look of it a lot. Um, yeah, and so they agree to do it. And um, Monk is like at the crime scene where the you know the parking lot. It's at the marina where the fender bender took place. And Monk started to know some clues. Like for example, the guy who hit her was going the wrong way because he wanted to avoid the cameras. Bum bum bum. Yeah, uh, didn't want to get caught on tape. Um, and I guess he left a note uh, mm-hmm. instead of just taking off because if you were to see. If any eyewitness were to mm-hmm. see, like they would probably report that as opposed exactly. to like, someone putting us uh, a note there. Exactly, because they pretty cause... pretty solid. Yeah, this guy, you know, he's smart. He could be a doctor or something. Um, oh yeah. And they're but they got they don't want to see if there's any witnesses, so they start with the guy named Bill Gibbard, who Doctor Kevorkian. Excuse me. Doctor Kevorkian, maybe. Oh right, yeah. Uh, good joke. <laughs> um, and, uh, Way too late. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were calling Bill Gibber Dr. Kevorkian, and, like, that's a... I don't understand how that makes sense. Um, and, uh, so they go meet Captain Gibbard, and he's, he's in a... T- he's pissed, because he went by the southeast barrier, and he got bull kelp all in his propellers. Yeah, uh, you know, since you're a big sailor, are you familiar with bull kelp? I am not familiar with bull kelp, um, but I do appreciate you, uh, acknowledging my service as a sailor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically Gibbard gets right down to it. He says he didn't see anything. Uh, very standoffish guy. Yeah. And Monk, you know, kind of calls him out on it. Like, not in not so many words, basically calls him a liar, to which Gibbard gets pissed off and basically, like, muscles him and gets mm-hmm. all pissed off. Yeah. 
there's just a certain type of person there's a certain type of person who exudes the energy that you know damn well the moment you say like are you sure about that they're they're, i I guess a special type of person says the phrase are you calling me a liar like i've never said that phrase before and i probably never will you know like but because i just go a salty sea dog would certainly have Uh, that in their arsenal shouts to salty sea dogs um, if we have any salty sea dogs listening, um, you're the real ones. Um, right, right into the show. Put a put a letter in a bottle and send it out to to see. Exactly. I believe actually, because you know, I do the thing where at the end of every episode description, I come up with a new way to recommend the podcast. One of the first ones I did was put a message in a bottle <laughs> and <then laughs> recommend this podcast. I think the last one I did yeah. was if you are happy to be a Catholic priest, please recommend this podcast in your homily. God will forgive you. I believe is what I said. Um, oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I do one every single time. Just, uh, yeah, I, I know, I know. I, I think except for the first, like, seven, I didn't do it. But then I started doing it. Anyway. Um, and so, uh, Monk, the thing that happens here, too, is that Monk doesn't want Bill Gibbard to keep the card because it's 85 cents. Um, which, man, I, I, it, this might be my privilege showing, but I definitely have no patience for people who are that cheap. It's like, come on, you made the business cards. Yeah, yeah, of course, but yeah, this is the ultimate nickel and dimer, um, but I mean, he's right in the sense that he's never going to get a call from Captain Gibbard. No, of course not. Especially after what happens pretty soon. No, he's not, exactly. Um, and so they look at, they're, they're back in the office looking at the note, and I do love, I love the way that Tony Shield delivers the line of, what if there's someone named Nell out there who has all the answers? <laughs> 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 what if she does? Did you, I have a question. Did? At that moment, did you think that there was an actual possibility that Nell might have been a person? Yeah, I did. It didn't mm. look like hell at all to me. It looked like Nell. Yeah. Um, but they noticed that there's a red swirl on the paper, like because it's written on a, a torn piece of paper, and that there's some wax there on it as well. But mm-hmm. before they can go any further, uh, Stott and Disher show up. They're looking for Sam Spade. Um I don't get what that is. I believe it. I think that's the character, the private eye character in the Maltese Falcon. I just double check. (laughs) Yes, I'm correct. Okay. Um, Nice. Yeah. Just want to make sure I, I, you know, because Lord knows people get mad at you when you don't know uh, classic movies. Um, Yeah, you went to Tish. We get it. No, believe me. I'm the wrong person to have this with because I I don't want to make any, because people will get mad at me. I says, I really don't like almost really any movie before like 1960 like it just i did i know that there are ones that are very good like citizen kane is like good and i enjoy it but like ah, oh, just there's kind of a threat there's something about, about the wizard of oz not a fan not a fan at all actually um yeah i don't want don't name movies because people aren't getting mad at me um there's just a certain thing about the way that i just don't like them that much so seven samurais uh never seen it okay. um anyway so uh you know they uh Monk, they show up is, Monk says to Stahlmeyer, like, help me, she's gone mad. Um, they show up because they basically need help with the missing school teacher's um, uh, case. Um, apparently yes. her car was left at a supermarket parking lot. But before they can go any further, Linda Fuss goes back. Yeah, and she is horny. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. There's no really two ways about it. I-, I was trying to think of a way to beat around the bush about it, but really that's what it is. She is... And she and she is hungry, and Leon Stottlemyre is on the menu. He, in fact, he's the only dish. Stottlemyre, don't forget. Mm. Uh, yeah, so she mentioned, like, what, what are they talking about? Like, 
to mention some facts or something? And he says, well, she says, tell me something I don't know. And Leland says, the elephant <laughs> is the only mammal that can't jump. Which I think is actually an apocryphal fact. I don't think that that's true. Um, but... I mean, I'll tell you this. He's definitely he's tr- he, the charms on for him too. I don't know if I don't know if this I'd say he's horny, but he's definitely interested. Oh no, they're both very horny. It was yeah. making me very uncomfortable, to be quite honest. I mean, sparks were flying. Yeah, they were. Um, but Disher's fucking hilarious, of course, kind of blowing it for mm. Stottlemyre too, like in his in these typical ways. Yeah. Um, and so she's basically like, you know, uh, if you need a place to live, an apartment, you know, mm-hmm. give me a call. Or we can actually go see something right now. So they leave. They just, in the middle of the day, in the middle of a work day, they're like, let's just go look for an apartment. And it's like, I'll tell you this. We see them looking for an apartment. I don't think that's the first thing they did. Yeah, no, it was very much giving me a, a, an American Beauty vibe. I think the first stop they made wasn't to an apartment. It was to the backseat of her Buick. Let me just say, put it that way. Oh, very spacious. Exa- I mean, exactly. I mean, uh I don't know if it's an automatic or not, but she definitely, uh, she drove stick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 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 No, no. Doesn't she, doesn't she intimate as much? Like, she I mean, always... she, I know. I, I, that's why I, that's why I felt comfortable making that joke because like, it's really on, on the surface. Anyway. Yeah. Disher then note, he basically points out that the, uh, the paper is from a place called Joel's, a bar on Stanton Street. Um. At and the so, corner of Stanton and Vinton. Uh, do, do they say that? I think you're just saying No, they do that. not. They do not. They do not. Um, and so they go and they talk to the hostess. Um, and they give her a card. And basically ask, like, is, was someone celebrating a birthday here because of the wax on the paper? And then right. this manager named Hal, who just, like, <laughs> Real asshole. so aggro for no reason at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what is his qualm with Monk? He just doesn't like that he's asking questions. He's like, uh, I don't know. He, he gets off the vibe of some sort of mob enforcer. It's uh, it's bizarre. It's not how you run a business. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I understand. I just didn't have the energy of like, hey, people want to be discreet. We're not going to answer questions. But right. like, to the fact that he 25 seconds into interacting with Monk punches him in the stomach. Like, there's really no interaction you can have with someone that 25 seconds into it, they deserve to get punched in the stomach. Like, it's really hard. <laughs> Right, especially without cursing in any way. Um, yeah, it's very strange. But uh, sure enough, that's what happens, and uh, it seems like it's a dead end. But as they're walking out, the waitress has second thoughts and comes out and gives them the clue that they need, which is the identity of the man they're looking for. Jay Bennett. Uh, yes. And, of course, Monk wants his card back, um, and they do get it back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to... Uh, Bit, uh, Night Jay. scene. Yeah, we're back at the docks, and Jay is meeting with Bill, and he has some cash. And, and they're like, waiting for Nick Sabatka to show up exactly, with the dock workers. Exactly. Uh, shouts to Frank Sabatka. Um, shouts to all the Sabatkas. Minus uh, Ziggy. Ziggy. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for yeah. Ziggy. Uh, and um, basically, Bill is like, now you have to pay me double, because you know the our original price was before a PI started poking around. Um, which I'm just going to say this, if I'm, if you are being paid off by a person who, you know, for a fact is capable of murder, don't try to extort them for more money because they will murder you. Like they're already, they're already pot committed to murder, you know, or, or have a weapon on you and just never give them your back. That is true. The good advice is if you're going to extort someone, have the biscuit on you at all times. 
Absolutely. So yeah, so Bill basically says to your good friend, I think you actually were in a fantasy football league with for a while, your good friend Jay. Um, <laughs> good one. Uh, he, I probably have been in fantasy leagues with guys like him. Yeah, that he is basically like, I'll take this first, but you know, I'm going to need double tomorrow. And one, he turns his back like an idiot and gets hit over the head with a pipe. Um, really, yeah. uh, really easy, you know. Like, come on, Bill. Yeah, he had big dreams, ended up with a pipe dream. Wow. I, okay, I'll say this. I don't think he had big dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wanted the kelp off his boat. Maybe he wanted to take off and never come back again. Yes. Shout with to, the money. Shout out to the kelp shakes, by the way, from SpongeBob. Those always look delicious. Just kidding. Um, but uh, I like <laughs> kelp shake. Um, also because I remember that my twin brother made a meme. He does the dumbest memes in the world that make no sense at all. You know the Drake meme where it's Drake in Hotline Bling like saying no to something and then yes something? He once made a meme. I don't know if it was him who made a meme. I don't know if it was him or maybe it wasn't him. But someone made a meme where it was no to Mountain Dew and yes to Kelp Shake. (laughs) Which is what I think of Kelp is what I think of. Anyway, um, Monk is talking to... Natalie is basically like, you know, back when I was a consultant, I would just point to the bad guy, and then they would get around, they would, you know, basically saying, Why, now I'm in harm's way. Um, because they're right. going to see Jay's, uh, going to meet Jay, and they get to his car, and, whoa, they t- look at the front of it, and there's a little, uh, something inconsistent about the front of the car. Yeah, it's had some work done, so, uh, you know, this might be our guy. Exactly. I mean, and by the way, the fact that he guy. has a boat, he probably does some work to people. Because I can't, there's not, obviously being a doctor is a lucrative position no matter what kind of doctor you are, but I feel like unless you're like an orthopedic surgeon or a plastic surgeon, you're not getting like, have a marine, a boat in a marina in San Francisco yacht type money, right? Yeah, like, you're not getting buku bucks like that. Yeah, like I, I know, I think orthopedic surgeons are the most uh, wealthy doctors, if I remember correctly. That's surprising to me. No, you think about because if you think about it this way, older people have more money and they're the ones who are going to be getting orthopedic surgeries. Um, I mean, the orthopedic surgeons back in Florida, as you might imagine, because of all the old people, were make were uber wealthy. Like they were like probably the probably the richest people in my hometown. Were of like orthopedic surgeons would be up there. Um, because yeah, you can charge an arm and a leg to fix an arm and a leg. But it's, anyway, shouts um, shouts to Mr. Spires. Yeah, oh God, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're blowing up his spot. We're gonna boy, this is gonna get put on his radar, and that's a problem. I don't know. Okay, that's the last one. He cause I, he like clearly has nothing to lose now, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they confront Jay and he thinks that they're talking about the murder, obviously. So there's a really fun scene where they kinda go back and forth where it's like we know what you did on Wednesday morning. And he thinks he's talking about the murder, but they keep saying things like, oh, come on, don't drink, drink, bring lawyers into this. It was no big deal. Just a few bucks. Um, which I thought this scene's funny. I don't, know about, I don't know about you. Yeah, they are. The only thing that ruins it is that basically the guy who plays Jay Bennett is a pretty horrible actor. Because he's wow. just like complete. No, like he's completely giving it away. He's like the most suspicious yeah, person I've ever seen. That's true. Yeah, I'm not, calling it, I'm not calling the actor who did it like the worst actor. Like I just think like... Yeah, Jay, he's definitely laying on a little thick. Um, yeah. And uh, once he realizes they're talking about the hit and run, he's like, oh, you got the wrong guy, and kind of challenges Monk, you know, prove it. Which is the thing, you you never say that to Adrian Monk. Because Monk didn't really care about this case. But now he does. Yeah, now he's got to tell him to shove it, so I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we cut to Linda showing Stahlmeyer an apartment uh, that's twenty two fifty a month plus utilities. 
Um, which I don't. I, I mean, if New York, if New York real estate is any indication, like com- comparison, that's not bad for the amount of space he's got. I mean, that's actually probably now impossible to get. Yeah, no, that's I, definitely within San Francisco. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but even then, I'm like, damn, that's pretty fucking steep. And the guy is divorced. Like, there's no way he's not paying alimony. That's true. But he, yeah, that's true. Um, although honestly, in New York, I, my apartment that I had in the last two years of college. Um, which I was only able to afford because I got a scholarship that covered the actual tuition. And so basically, the, the money my parents saved, my parents saved money to send their three kids to state college. But because of the scholarship I got to NYU, my rent alone cost as much as the entire tuition and room for to go to University of Florida. So basically, my parents spent the money they saved for my tuition just to pay rent. Anyway, uh, and I lived in a two-bedroom place in the East Village that was, I think, uh, 3100 a month. Um, you and somebody else? No, two other people. Because I, I, it was because I, we actually we turned, we had a big living room and we put up pressurized walls, and my room was like a fake room built uh, with fake walls. Um, yeah, Jesus. and that still costs. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that's why you know twenty two fifty uh, for that is nice. Anyway, uh, okay. she points out that it has a very good view. Why is it? Because it sees the water. Is it because it's a park? No, because it's like right across the <clears throat> the view from uh from her condominium. Yes. Now I would just say if she's the most successful. Realtor, yes, correct. Um, exactly. In, in Northern California, she's living in a gigantic. She. I'm imagining if you told me to imagine what the most successful realtor in the Bay Area lives in, I'm imagining Sharon Stone's house on the beach in Basic Instinct. Is what I'm really imagining. I'm guessing Shoot Alcatraz. Up. What? I'm guessing Alcatraz. You lived in Alcatraz? I don't think that. I don't yeah. think Alcatraz is very hospitable. I mean, I know it's a museum now, but... I mean, I've never been. I want to go. I've never been to Alcatraz either. Um, but I have seen The Rock, so what's the difference? Um, oh, God. Well, I mean, The Rock is actually, I think, is... I don't love The Rock as much as I do other Nick Cage action movies, but it's still a good movie. Let's not be stupid. Um, what's the best Nick Cage action movie? I mean, my favorite is Face Off. It's not even close. Um, okay. I love right. Face Off so much. Anyway, we, I could talk about that another time, because if I start, I can't stop. Anyway, yeah. um... So they're looking, they want, uh, Natalie and Monk want to investigate, uh, this Jay fella, and they want to go on his boat, and Natalie says that they don't need a warrant because it's a boat, which is not true, but it does sound good. No, literally, like, I'm just like, what are you talking about? That's not how that works, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think you need two, two, two warrants, like an ocean I don't think that that's and, a land, and a land one. Yeah, you need a land. You need the the Coast Guard to sign off on it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> no. But I, I, it is funny how this whole thing. They don't even like talk about it. Like this is just an illegal search. Monkey's trespassing. Uh, and if this episode took place in the state of Florida, Jay would probably have been commended if he killed Monk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Monk commended. Monk says he doesn't do water because he doesn't know if he can swim. How is it possible that he doesn't know he can swim? Because he officially has some sort of uh, accreditation, accreditation well, he took from a correspondence course to swim, which is, in my opinion, of the. It's not in the moment. It's not the funniest thing, but in terms of concept, the concept of taking a correspondence course to learn how to swim is one of the funnier things that Monk wrote. That is in no, that's true. That's true. But like, okay, what's a correspondence school? Is this a school, it, a male school? Yes, I believe before like online schools, you take where you take a course via the mail. Interesting. And that so Monk hard. learned how to swim that way. And when asked why he did that, because even though he doesn't go near water, he says, hello, tsunamis, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but Natalie points out that it's right off a dock when the dock is basically it's an extension of the land, and that's good enough for Monk. And, and Natalie will let Monk know what if Jay comes and he needs to get off the boat. And you already know the moment that that happens that something's going to distract her and he's going to get on the boat, right? Like, that's, you know, let's not be done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, luckily it ends up being worth a damn. It wasn't like she just, like, some random kid yeah. lost her balloon and she went to go get it or something. Like, yeah. nah, she ends up coming across yeah. the salty sea dog's body. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Monk is, like, very ginger about trying to get on the boat. He eventually gets on after a while. Um, but yeah, you, like you said, she stumbles upon Captain Bill Gibbard, his body, because uh, the dog is barking a lot. Poor dog. Um, doesn't look like it's kept very well. Like, it's fur is kind of, you know, not great. Matted. Yeah, uh, that dog deserves a loving home, but that's a given. Anyway, she calls Stahlmeier, who is in the middle of, uh, filling out an application, where Linda offers herself as a reference for the application, which, like, that, I mean... I don't know what the ethics are in real estate, but I'm pretty sure this is against that. I actually don't think that that's unethical, because I don't think that it's... It's not, like, a legal document. Like, I think that... Because if... Because all you're doing is just that whoever, like, owns the building will call Linda and say, like, hey, Linda, can you vouch for this person? Um, you know. Well, of course she'll vouch for her. She's selling him something. That's true. You're right. It's probably not that ethical. But they did almost certainly have sex in the back of Rubuick, and if that's not enough to earn a reference, I don't know what is. Um, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> Monk ends up, uh, get, Jay gets on the boat and ends up taking off while Monk is inside. Mm-hmm. But as Monk's mm-hmm. inside, he finds a file of some kind and a yellow flip-flop, which Anna was wearing when she went missing. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So Monk's got all the evidence that is inadmissible that he can use. Correct. Um, so good for him. Yep. Uh, but as this is happening, uh, I guess at some point, you know, Jay leaves the he leaves the wheel. The, is that what you mm-hmm. call it? The... Uh, yes, it's the wheel. Yeah, he leaves the wheel. And finds out he's got a stowaway, and of course it's the guy he's he needs to stop the most. Mm-hmm. And he then so he put a harpoon, he puts a harpoon in Monk's face, which um, man, death by harpoon, that's elite shit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I had a ninth grade biology teacher who had a harpoon. Who apparently the year before I had him, he fired it through one of the stools in class, um, which is cool. Uh, he was a cool uh, guy. I hope he paid for the stool. I don't know if he paid for the stool. You went to you went to school with a bunch of psycho teachers. What the fuck? No, this guy was this guy was a really good guy. He was a like a weird not weirdo but like a very eccentric guy, uh, but really nice guy. Um, How many guy. things do you think he practiced that on? Honestly, uh, unknown. Because uh, he he was he was like a fun, he was a teacher who was like nice and like I haven't liked him because he was like cool. But also sometimes, and at the same time, he did bits that were kind of annoying. Remember, he did, every year he would do a bit where, and I don't know if this was every year until after I had him, where um, he would, early on in the year, be passing back out papers and do it, like, super, super slow. And the moment that someone said, like, hey, why are you doing this so slow? He would throw them all up in the air and be like, you're doing fast enough, did you grab them? <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would love to do that. I would yeah. love to. If I were a teacher, I would do that kind of shit all the time. I mean, he time. did bits. Yeah, he did tons of bits. Um, I would give people fake Fs and then be like, nah, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, that's that's rude. Um, <laughs> although in public school, it doesn't really matter. Like, if in private school, that would be legit mean. Like, in public school, there's probably only like three kids per class that would actually be like heartbroken. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he, Monk's about to get shot by a harpoon. And Monk says he doesn't do water. He doesn't know if he can swim. Um... 
and uh, Jay, of Luckily course, points out. He's yeah, like, what? you'll be dead before you hit the water, which is nice. That's a nice. It's considerate. <laughs> yeah. But as that happens, um, they, like, hit some some sort of wave. And choppy it sends them both. Yeah, it's some choppy seas. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, it gives Monk a chance to, to stage his, I guess, escape What's somehow? your opinion on boats? Because I love being on a boat. I've only been on a boat, like, two or three times. Oh, man. Going on a boat in Florida, man. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it doesn't make me sick, so that's good. Um, no, like, you think is, I think what you, it, I don't know about what the seas are like in California, but in Florida where you get like, you know, beautiful weather and just you get the Gulf, because the Gulf is like super be- clear water and stuff and man, you just uh, go out and you can, the great thing too is that a lot of times, there's a lot of different places where like islands off the coast of the Gulf will sometimes have like restaurants on them. So you like basically take a 30 minute boat ride out to an island, go to like a restaurant that is somehow owned by Jimmy Buffett, you know, and then just, I, I, just, I love being on a boat. Shouts to both. Shout out to all my parrot heads out there. Yeah, shouts to the parrot heads. Um, and as this is happening, uh, Natalie points, talks, says like, hey, he's on Jay Bennett's boat. And they're like, Jay Bennett, he's just a new person of interest in the Anna whatever case. So, you know. Anna Pollard. And so clearly it's like, oh, the reason why he didn't want to admit that he dented Linda's car is because he was dumping a body at the time. Not great. Correct. Right. And, uh, you know, so obviously they know that Monk's on board with a stone cold killer. Mm -hmm. So they need to get out there. And of course, your girl, your close personal friend, Linda Fusco. I'm fine with that. You know, she's got a she's got a boat. Mm -hmm. Linda Fusco, you know, she seems like a nice person. She's a. Helping Stoudemire She's a stalker. Out. She's a stalker, bro. She's a, of who? Of Stoudemire. I think Stoudemire is more than happy to be stalked. I, I don't think that it's a stalker. If I think they're just, you know, in relationship. Would you like someone looking like into your apartment at all times? If it was someone who I was have, clearly having a sexual relationship with, I wouldn't mind it as much. Um, I think it's clingy. I think it's clingy. Oh, it, yeah, is it clingy? But there's a difference between being clingy and being a stalker. Those are, one's a, you know. Stalky clinger. Anyway. Uh, and so there's a little cat and mouse game that Monk and Jay play on the boat. Yeah. And then Monk decides he has to jump off the boat, which smart idea. I'm glad that he realized that that was his only recourse. Um, right. I mean, I don't know if I would jump into the San Francisco Bay cause like I'm terrified of sharks. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just wouldn't do that. I understand that, but there's a guy with a gun on the boat. So did he have a gun? That was the weirdest looking gun I've ever gun. seen. Now, whatever then. A flare gun will still kill you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you could dodge that. I, okay, yeah. All right, Neo. Um, I think you could dodge a flare gun more than you could dodge a oh, bullet. I'll say that. Yes, that's true. But I'll say this. Anyone who knows, anyone who's actually a sailor, seriously, let's know. Is it, <laughs> I don't know how fast a flare gun fires, but I think it's too fast to dodge it. I'm like 90% sure about that. If you're weak-minded, baby. Oh, weak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so Monk reviews his correspondence course of how to uh, swim, and he jumps in. Um... And he sees, he spots a little life, uh, a life, whatever, flotation device. Or is it? Correct. No, it's actually, uh, it's a toilet seat. So, you know, can't, you can't really, it's not going to work. It's not going to no. work for him. Um, and we're, we get back, we go back to Linda's boat and we learn that they caught, Jay is in custody. They got him. But Monk wasn't there. Oh no. But when, you know what, they spot Monk flailing about. Um, and they, uh, they bring him on to the boat and he's, yeah, he's, he's fine. 
Well, oh, he's not fine, but he's 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 okay. Yeah, he's just like mumbling and shit though. And apparently, what he says is, "Leap in a net will appear in my ass." Which I always like to hear Monk cursing. Oh um, yeah, because he always means it. And so um, he also tells Stalmer that Anna's body will be in the southeast barrier because he noticed the bull kelp. Um, right. And uh, yeah, then we get the little end tag where Stalmer's moving in, and he drops some plates. Well, he drops a plate, a couple of plates, mm-hmm. and he's got. But he's got a, a little helpful, a helpful advisor who gives him a call. Yeah, she calls him, lets him know where the where the broom is at. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, like you said, he's into it, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, man, he's, he, like, he also, he's got divorced. Like, he, you know, let him be. He's trying to get back on his feet. I don't know why, you, honestly, I feel like you're hating, uh, and I really appreciate that. There's Leland Stein we're talking about. I, you know what, you know what's weird, though? It's like that the actress, for whatever reason, reminds me so much of his ex-wife. That's, like I mean, him. he definitely has a type. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying he needs to see, he needs something else. He needs something else. You know, hey, anyway. Um, speaking of something else, uh, next segment, what do you give this upside out of 10? Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. So did I. We agree. It's, uh, something we do often. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it's a lot of fun stuff in it. Um, like I said, I would have preferred more of an explanation of why Natalie all of a sudden is having a manic episode about, uh, being a private eye. Um, but. Th- that, and I, and I really missed the, um, the here's what happened. Yeah. That we didn't have one of those. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's a good episode for a lot of people involved, and it's a lot of fun stuff. The Monk and Water stuff is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more important, though, uh, you can follow the show at Strictly Monkin. Andre, where will people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you could follow me at the J. Christie. Uh, and, you know, please rate if you subscribe to the show. Um, Andre reads the reviews. Um, <laughs> at least he does occasionally. I just can't bring myself to. Um because, like, the thing is, I, if someone gives a bad review and what they're saying is wrong, fine. But the thing is, I'm not – we're not perfect at this. So, therefore, someone could give a bad review where they're right, and that I can't have. <sighs> yeah, I know. I, it, it, I I can deal with criticism. I get criticized a lot. So I see. Good. I'm very bad with Bring criticism. Bring it on. Uh, as is not surprising at all. Um, no. Yeah. Anyway. Um but, you know, as I said, I already used this transition, so pretend I didn't. But more important than more all that, tune in yeah. next Friday, this next Friday, this Friday, as we talk, Mr. Monk in the class reunion. Let's get monkey.